Well, welcome back to the When I Heard This Podcast. My name is Nate Robinsoff, and I'm here with Pastor Joseph Tillman, MDiv, soon to be demon. Pastor Joseph, <laughs> yeah, MDiv, soon to be demon. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, and you can put the letters in whatever order you want to. Okay. Yeah. But that's not the way it officially is. Yeah, you're right. So I'm going to put it the, the, the right way. The right way. That's fine. Credibility matters. Does it? I guess. Okay. Remember to subscribe to our Patreon. It's $5. Also, we are on Facebook, Instagram at When I Heard This Podcast, and locals and Twitter at When I Heard This. Um, today, we are talking about our bodies being temples and yep. whatever that means. <laughs> right. So, what does my body as a temple mean? All right. So... Let me give some scriptural context for okay. it. Okay. All right. All right. So go in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, mm -hmm. verse 19. It says, Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Okay. Who is in you, whom you have from God. So I, I get it that it's kind of weird language mm -hmm. referring to our body as a temple and what does that actually mean? And the like the most the clearest way I can say it is that the body is a temple because in Old Testament times where God's presence dwelled was in the temple. Okay? Okay. God's presence was there in the temple. And that's where the Jews would gather to worship. So now God's presence dwells inside of us. Us, as those of us who are believers in Christ. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's actually just what it means. So that's just the whole answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the whole answer for that. Okay, so every time this topic is is brought up, it has mm -hmm. to do with with something that is uh, not dumb, okay, but not that. <laughs> All right, <laughs> not what you just said. Okay, so the first thing that I thought of is when you get a tattoo mm -hmm. and then you go to church. Uh huh. Everyone's like, you are permanently defacing your holy <laughs> temple. Right. Uh, why did you do that? Yeah. And we told you not to. So, are tattoos bad? Okay. So, maybe we should give some more context to the passage I just read. Okay. And then we'll talk about tattoos. Okay. All right. Okay. So, in that same passage in 1 Corinthians 6, mm -hmm. in verse 12, it says, Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Okay. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. So then Paul gives an example. He said, food is for the stomach and the stomach for food. And I will do a, and God will do away with both of them. However, the body is not for sexual immor immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. So referring back to the food part. So in other words, we need food. Yep. Right. Okay. And at some point in time, that but we will not need food. And in other when words, when we're full, <laughs> yeah, when we're full. But also in 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 eternity with the Lord, okay, because we won't have the physical bodies that we have now, mm. okay. And so, but then then he goes on. God raised up the Lord, and will also raise us up by His power. Don't you know that your bodies are a part of Christ's body? So should I take a part of Christ's body and make it a part of a prostitute? Absolutely not. Don't you know that anyone joined to a prostitute is one body with her? For Scripture says the two will become one flesh. But anyone joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And so this is Paul referring back to Genesis. So he's quoting from Genesis that the two will become one flesh. They're in Genesis 2. Okay. And what he's saying here is that we when we become when when we are uh joined in marriage with someone else we we become one okay in marriage in marriage or in sex in with sex. prostitute yeah and so what he's saying here is that if i have sex with a prostitute it's as if i'm being joined with them and it's actually a sin cuz it's outside of the context of marriage okay. which is where it should be happening so just don't do it with a prostitute do it with someone else <laughs> No, that's do it in the context of marriage. Okay. All right. Okay. Let me keep reading and maybe we'll make some <laughs> sense of this. All right. But anyone joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. 
Flee sexual immorality and every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. And then it goes on to say, don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought at a price. So glorify God with your body. All right. Did anywhere in there that I did it mention anything about tattoos? Nope. Okay. And that's kind of what sex I, stuff. It, it, but it talks a whole lot about sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's kind of what I'm getting to. I think we can read passages of scripture and start extrapolating it out to meaning other things that it never was intended to mean. So, in other words, this passage is saying, hey, yes, you've you've been, yes, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. So don't use your don't use your body to sin. Okay. And, and, all right. If you're joined with me, don't use it to be joined with someone else in a sinful manner. That's what it's getting to here. Okay. But the very end part in verse 20, so glorify God with your body. And I think that's kind of what we're getting to here with the tattoo issue. So only get cross tattoos. (laughs) Only get tattoos if it glorifies God. Now, in me saying that, okay, in me saying that, like half people have already shut me down at this point. Because... Okay. We have to look at actually right, what the Bible says yeah. about tattoos because there is this thought that tattoos are sin. Okay. Right? That's been uh, right. used and spoken in the church yeah. for every day. We look we judge people because they have tattoos and it's and, and we just think somehow well it must be sin because apparently it says it's somewhere in scripture that it's a sin. All right. And so but that's actually not the case. It's actually not uh, spoken of like just all over the place, like people may assume. And the one place that it is found on a continual basis. Leviticus. Leviticus. And so in <laughs> in Leviticus 19, and that's where we start finding uh, the passage that's very specific to, let me just pull it up for us real quick. So in Leviticus 19, Leviticus has all the all the the fun verses <laughs> about stuff like tattoos and and gay stuff. And, and that's where you hear it all the time. That's, that's where you hear it all. Mm-hmm. Is right there. Okay. Well, we'll talk about tattoos today. Okay. All right. And we'll talk about maybe homosexuality in our episode. How about that? That's that's cool. Is that all right. All right. So and the verse that's always used is Leviticus 19.28. All right. So in okay. Leviticus 19.28, you are not to make gashes on your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourselves. I am the Lord. That's pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So can I put it into broader context again? I guess. All right. Let me just read the verse before that. Verse 27. Okay. You are not to cut off the hair at the sides of your head. Or mar the edge of your beard. I've already sinned today. <laughs> How did you sin today? What does mar the edge of your beard mean? <laughs> yeah. So never cut your beard? Right. So, well, and, and it almost would imply that you would need to have a beard, right? For right. men. Right. Right. And so, and to not cut off the hair at the sides of your head. Right. Right. And but so, the top is fine. Apparently the top's okay. Oh, that's because men bald. Mm. On this part. On this part. Yeah. And so, but my point is, are we enforcing verse 27 Um, in the church? Some some people are. Some people maybe. Not most. Most people are probably going to cut the hair at the sides of their head. Right. Oh, you're talking that verse, not the tattoo one. Not tattoo one. The tattoo one, I feel like, gets not enforced, but uh, like, what's shamed. Okay. Right? Yeah, we use it to judge people, shame people. But are we doing the same thing with verse 27? No. All right. Verse 26, the verse right before that, you're not to eat anything with blood in it. Have you had steak that was medium rare? Oh, yeah. Or medium. Mm-hmm. There's blood. Right. Did you sin? I feel like we're getting to that and uh, we're just not there yet. So I'm assuming we're going to tw- verse 25 now. <laughs> We just we're just gonna just keep on backing up, <laughs> and we actually could just keep on backing okay. up. And my whole point in this is, if we're gonna enforce one part of the law, then we have to enforce all of you it. You got to enforce all of it. You got to be consistent. Okay. 
And so even if I'm just doing a flat reading of this, if I'm not asking about what is the context, if I'm not asking about why, I'm just doing a flat reading mm -hmm. and saying, okay, it says to not put tattoo marks on yourselves. Then I need to then I need to go ahead and make sure that I'm doing everything else as well. Okay. Because to to I can't just pick and choose. So why don't we do everything else? Because we actually are not under the law. Okay. And we are under grace, but we're not under the law. So the Old Testament law, when mm -hmm. I say the Old Testament law, I mean the law that was given to Moses. That law is not for all people at all times. Okay. That law was for a very specific people, the people of Israel. It, it's still same God now, though. Same so God does now. he still not like those things? Okay. Since it was law. Right, since it was law. But th this is where the asking the context and asking the whys okay. matter. Because what God is wanting to do is make a distinction between his people, Israel, and the other nations that are around Israel, okay. around his people. And so when we start talking about, like in verse... So that's where the shame came in. Because if people had tattoos, they weren't Israelites. And so... Well, yeah. Well, and the idea of tattoo is it's it's an interesting word. Um it's the only place in the Hebrew that this specific idea of tattoo marks is there. It's found. Okay. Um, and so if we think of tattoo as like a, a cutting, right? To cutting to, and because the, the question is, is it really like a, a cutting of it? Is it a painting? Like what? Okay. In other words, what is this tattoo that's really being referred to here? Okay. And so, but most likely it's, it's an issue that's happening in pagan religions around them. That in other words, it was, it was pagan religion rituals okay. where they, in, cause in the context of this, if we're, if we, you know, if we're looking at this and we're looking at the context of it about the dead, verse 28, you're not to make gashes on your bodies for the dead or pat or put tattoo marks on yourselves. I am the Lord. This idea, it's whether it's found in rituals that involved um, ceremonies for the dead or whether it was just worship rituals in the pagan nations around them. God was wanting to make a distinction between his people and the way they worshipped versus the way that pagans and quote unquote pagans, the, the, the non-Israelites were worshipping. So now this goes back to one of the episodes that we did about I guess a, a tattoo is about whether you're trying to to glorify evil somethings yeah. or not. Right, because we have to understand, so, that, you know, one of the questions you asked was, is God, God still the same, so does this law still matter, right? Right. And so, yes, his moral law matters. And so when we look at all of the law that's given to Moses— and I think I mentioned this before. When we look at all the laws given to Moses, you see this these ceremonial laws, like we're talking about right. here. Like this is how you know don't do this because this is kind of if you if you're putting tattoos, if you're making gashes on your body. Oh, so if this is an evil ceremony. Uh, thing. Yes, yes. And so this is not. So don't do this. Okay. Right. Um, and talking about cutting the hair, you know, cutting the beard. These were all things that were done as a sign of like weeping over someone who has died. Okay. And so what the Lord is saying is our, our worship is going to be different than the worship of the non-Israelites. Okay. And so God's making a distinction between his people. So these, there's these ceremonial laws, there's civil laws, the way that the mm -hmm. nation was to be governed. And then there's the moral laws, and it's that moral nature of God that's not changed. Okay. So that moral nature is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Aren't there people that consider this moral? They would. Yes. I mean, to answer yeah. your question, okay. yes. My problem is, is, there, is they are doing that specifically. That they're, you can't just pull one thing out. And go, well, that's moral. This is not moral. Right. 
That makes sense. Okay. I mean, because like just a few verses before that, you know, again, we keep going up, yeah. keep getting context. They're talking about what kind of plants you can plant and then when you can eat the fruit from those trees. Because that was pagan ceremony stuff? Because they're going into a new land. And so oh. the Lord's trying to give them an idea of, he says, when you come to the land, you can plant any kind of tree for food and you're considered the fruit, but you're, you are to consider the fruit forbidden for three years. So he was trying to make them not get poisoned uh-huh. with that part. Yeah. And okay. then, and, and also to, to understand that hey, the Lord is going to provide. And so, and then in the fourth year, you can actually eat, you can take the fruit and sorry, not eat it, but you can take the fruit and consecrate it as a praise offering to the Lord. The fifth year, okay, you can finally eat it. And so what I'm saying is, are we, are we going to take this and go, well, when you plant a tree and it grows fruit, you better not eat from it for three years. The fourth year, you can give it as an offering to the Lord. And then the fifth year, you can finally eat from it. Okay. Does that make sense where I'm coming from? Like, so the context of tattoos is don't get one that that is for Satan. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things that's interesting, and and I, I <laughs> in Genesis, and you may remember the story of um, Cain and Abel. Yeah. All right. And so in Genesis, there's this story of two brothers, and Cain murders his brother, Abel. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. He got the yeah, mark. You see where I'm going with this. Yeah. yeah. So in in verse 15 of chapter 4 in Genesis, then the Lord replied to him, in that case, whoever kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. And he placed a mark on Cain so that whoever found him would not kill him. So the Lord himself actually put a mark on Cain. Okay. And so do I think that God is against having marks on our bodies, like that that the mark itself just, you know, again, without any contact, the mark itself is just wrong evil. Okay. okay? No, because he, he did it to Cain. Yeah, but Cain was raw evil. <laughs> but, he, but he still marked Cain as a sign of God's, like God did this. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So God's not going to do something that's evil. Okay. Right. Right. And so, so he's so he's marking Cain, regardless of what Cain did, and he as, actually is a sign of mercy and protection for Cain. What did it say? What did the mark say? Yeah. I, I mean, it does. It doesn't say. Was it just a check? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. I mean, some. I mean, obviously, or it'd be an X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but obviously that. It would have some kind of statement of that Cain was the Lord's, and so if you if you cross Cain in some way, then oh, you're also the, crossing the Lord. That's what the, the mark Lord. was for. Yeah, that Cain is the Lord's. That in other words, Cain is protected by the Lord. Oh, yeah. So that he could. Yeah, it wasn't signifying that Cain was evil. It was signifying that Cain was protected by the Lord. Oh, yeah, and so. And that so that says that's why it says whoever will kill Cain would suffer vengeance seven times over. Well, that's just what I'm going to tell everyone that that's what my tattoos are now. <laughs> just marks of the Lord. God gave me that. God gave you that. Okay. Okay. Well, don't lie. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. All right. So then the question is: He did though. All things are from the Lord for those who love the Lord. That's a verse. <laughs> Stated just like that. Yeah. All things. Yeah. How, how did you phrase that again? Uh, don't know. <laughs> All things are from the Lord or for the Lord. For those who do love good the Lord. things. For the yeah. Lord. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So, in an attempt of Nate quoting Romans 8, <laughs> that's what it was. Tip of my tongue. <laughs> right there. Oh, wait. You said don't lie. This podcast isn't going well. <laughs> well at least not for you. No. All right. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, what you're saying is, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. Yes, who are called according to His purpose. Right, Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord. Yeah, that one. That one. That's what you're going with. Yeah. Okay. That's. I mean, it's a good verse. Okay. All right, but it's not like a car blanche. Like you can just do whatever you want to do. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, because it's for those who love God. Isn't there a verse that said the Lord provideth all or something with if <laughs> at the end of it? So you've been reading King James? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So there are people who uh, would say you're wrong. Sure. So why? So why? About tattoos. About tattoos. So you, why so would they you, say I was wrong? Yeah. They would say that I'm wrong because, again, it's the way that they are reading Leviticus mm. is it's for them. They're saying, well, it's there. So therefore, this it's clearly stated. Don't put that. You know, don't have a tattoo mark. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's what that's the whole explanation. That's the whole explanation. OK, because, again, you're not taking it into you're, you're not con- continuing to take it the whole the whole breadth of that, even that passage, I mean, we're not even talking outside of Leviticus 19, right? If I was to keep reading right. past it, like a verse or two later, it's talking, it's telling me to keep the Sabbath. Which nobody does. Which no one's, well, I mean, there Except are. Except the Jews. Yeah. And so, I mean, there are some Orthodox Jews. There are some Messianic Jews that are keeping mm. Sabbath. But yeah, for, but for the, probably for the people that are telling you don't have a tattoo, they're also probably not keeping the Sabbath. Mm. Um and and so I, I believe that the the problem with that is it's just I'm looking at one verse and I'm just going to make it the issue for or I'm going to make it be the truth for all things for all people okay, okay. at all times and I and I guess what I'm saying is where where it went or where it always goes awry is culturally what okay so here's what I mean is that there become cultural standards. Cultural norms, like church of, standards, of, no broader cultural okay. standards of what's okay, what's not okay, okay. And the church, in the midst of that, in the midst of that culture, is deter- is also determining that's not okay. Okay, that is okay. Right. All right. And so, like, so for example, you mentioned the Jewish community. Like, if I go into a Jewish community, yeah, they're not going to respond well to tattoos, but for them. It's because they are there and there's an attempt there by them to keep all of that law. Right. So they're trying to be consistent because that's their only God law stuff. Well, that's for, for them. That is following the Lord. Right. Is following law. So they're trying to be consistent in that. Okay. The problem with Christians is we're not. Most Christians are not trying to keep every part of that law. Right. So therefore. Because we're not supposed to. We're not supposed to. Okay. Yeah. And and I think Romans fourteen probably is you know one of the passages that begins to speak to the kind of the, the broader context of this, mm. and when it's talking about you know let me just read just a, a few verses and just to just to give us some context for it. So okay. in Romans fourteen verse one, welcome anyone who is weak in faith, but don't argue about disputed matters. One person believes he may eat anything, while one who is weak eats only vegetables. One who eats must not look down on one who does not eat. And one who does not eat must not judge one who does, because God has accepted him. Who are you to judge another's household servant? Before his own Lord he stands and falls, and he will stand, because the Lord is able to make him stand. One person judges one day to be more important than another day. Someone else judges every day to be the same. Let each one be fully convinced in his own mind. And then whoever observes the day, observes it for the honor of the Lord. Whoever eats, eats for the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. Whoever does not eat, it is for the Lord that he does not eat it, and he gives thanks to God. And so what Paul is writing here is that there is this this reality that there are those who are trying to trying to keep the law still mm. in, in early this is so this is like early church Christian right. okay? okay and you've got the Jews there and some of those Jews are still trying to keep the law because they've done it their whole lives mm-hmm. so they're going to be the ones who are going to eat only vegetables they're going to be the ones who you know judge one day to be more important than the others they're going to be the ones the who, Sabbath yeah the Sabbath okay. correct. And so, and, and so they're, they're following the dietary laws they've known. They're going to follow the customs that they have known, the traditions, the feast days, 
Sabbath days, all of those things are going to remain important for some of the early Christians who were Jews. Okay. Okay. And I'm not saying all Jews did this, but there were a group who did. And Paul's saying, that's fine. Let them, let them do that. Okay. And then on the other hand, there's this Christians, and especially those that are coming from the Gentile world who never grew up under the law, never had these dietary restrictions, were not circumcised, you know, don't know all the all the uh, you know festival days to keep and mm-hmm. all that. They're not going to follow these rules, these laws, these commands that are found in the Mosaic Law. Okay, and that's okay, is what Paul's getting to, and he's like ultimately. Whichever, wherever you're at in the spectrum, just honor the Lord with it and do not judge one another with it. Okay. Okay. And so I would hope that a more nuanced perspective from the church in regards to tattoos would be there are going to be those that are like hardline. I'm not, I'm not comfortable with this. Okay. All right. That's fine for, for that person. They don't have to get a tattoo that that can be their Mm. personal conviction. For others, they're going to say, well, I'm, I'm free to get tattoos, okay, th- and that's fine, but neither one of them needs to be judging the other for it. Okay. Because it can happen from both sides, right? So the one that's free, you know, here Paul would say they're, they're the strong ones. They're, they're the ones, that, in other words, that are not, they're not bound by the, by the, the old Mosaic law. Okay, great. You're free to get a tattoo. But that doesn't mean you can like just be like you can't be judgmental back, okay? Because sometimes I think that's what happens, right? Like in other words, like you've got one group that may be a little harsh, judgmental, don't get tattoos. Then the other side is like, well, we're free to, and they're kind of almost rubbing it in their faces that they're free to do it. Neither of that is honoring of the Lord or honoring of one another. And Paul's sitting here writing in Romans fourteen and fifteen. He's trying to find a way for all of these groups to remain together in community okay, and honor one another. And I think that's the biggest part of this is that we've got to honor one another. So in this whole discussion of, you know, is getting a tattoo um, a sin against the temple, right? My question is, is, is that you have to ask that next verse, like, is, is what you're doing with your body, glorifying to the Lord? Is it honoring of the Lord? Okay. And if you're good in your conscience that getting this tattoo is honoring of the Lord, do it. What if it's neutral? And you feel good in your conscience with it and you don't feel like you're violating anything from the Lord in it? Okay. All right. Yeah. And and I do I think there's a there's a sense of um there's a sense of Wanting to make sure that I'm being honoring of the people around me. Yeah. So okay, you got you so, got so you got a tattoo, right? Yeah, I do have a tattoo. So I just want you to know it's you're 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 okay. Okay. Yeah. So now piercings. <laughs> okay. Well keep in mind. Right. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Also, right. is there any Leviticuses about piercings? About piercings. No, actually piercings is one of those that's actually really not mentioned. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, there's some parts where it talks about you know, of the the marring or cutting, mm. which obviously a piercing would be technically that. Um, but outside of the Lord instructing, he would instruct at um, bond servants would willingly get a piercing in their okay. ear to signify that they're remaining a bond servant to whoever they've decided to serve. Okay. Okay. And so, and so they 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 have a you know a a nail driven through their ear for that purpose. Okay, so, but as far as piercings, I think the exact same thing applies. Okay, as tattoos. As tattoos that okay. we just talked about, like it's the way that we're going to honor one another and honor the Lord in our in our piercings. I think the biggest thing is to understand: I am free. Right. I'm free to to go do certain things like like Paul says, at the beginning of the passage I read there in first Corinthians six, all things are permissible. But are they really beneficial? OK. And, and, and when he says all things are permissible, 
obviously those are not including like the Ten Commandments, right? In other words, it's not permissible for me to go murder somebody. Right. But what Paul is saying is in these secondary issues, that's kind of what we're getting to, in these secondary issues, all things are permissible, but are they beneficial? Okay. Yeah. And I, and I think that's probably the line that we need to take in, especially in response to the culture we're in. So the, the, the culture of, I don't care about your culture. Uh-huh. Cause I feel like both, it can go both ways. Right. Like I can be too rebellious with the way I do things, the uh-huh. culture, but other people can also be too reserved or something. Yeah. Like, do you think that that's a, like, with the verse that you just said, how do uh-huh. I navigate that dynamic? Because yeah. there's people that want to be super normal, and then there's people that want to be super not normal. <laughs> Whatever normal means for I was going to say, what is normal? Yeah. yeah. What does normal mean? So, yeah. So, in other words, you're asking how, like... Like, how how abnormal to the rest of church community okay. can I be before I become too disrespectful of the community okay or of the other people okay all right no that's that's a that's okay i get get what you're saying yeah all right so romans 15 verse 1 okay now we who are strong have an obligation to bear the weaknesses of those without strength and not to please ourselves each one of us is to please his neighbor for his good to build him up for even Christ did not please himself. And so I really feel like a lot of this goes to the fact of we may have, and that's what I think what Paul's getting to. We have freedoms. Okay. But it doesn't mean we should one, abuse those freedoms. And two, it actually, Paul's telling us here for those that understand they're, that they are free you do not need to use those freedoms in such a way that's actually going to cause others in the community of faith to stumble. In the context of tattoos and mm-hmm. piercings, okay, am I ever going to cause anyone to stumble? Because you have them. If because I have them. Um, do I? Th- and, and by stumble, I think that kind of word's a kind of a a weird churchy word word too. Yes. Um, I mean, Scripture even uses it. I mean, Romans fourteen twenty one says it's a good thing not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that makes your brother or sister stumble. Okay, so that we find that that's where people use that phrase. It's the English has translated that Greek word to being to stumble. Um, and so, do I think that you can cause people to stumble by? Can we cause people to stumble by our freedoms? Yeah, there's that's a possibility. Like if I got a tattoo of that says you should do sins, that would be bad, right? Okay. <laughs> like if that's your tattoo, <laughs> yes, okay. because not good because that's actually not honoring the Lord. So if I if I covered my entire body with you should do sins over and over again in a five hundred different fonts, <laughs> versus <laughs> covered it entirely in flowers. Or crosses or doves or right. fig leaves or arcs <laughs> or forbidden yeah. fruits or, you know, other <laughs> holy grails. Yeah. That would be fine. Right. Just Bibles everywhere. Yes. Just <laughs> <laughs> No. No, I think the I think what you're getting to is is probably for a lot of people is not just what the tattoo is. It's just the fact that one is getting a tattoo. Okay. Like in other words, I think most, I think, I think probably you're going to find there's the camp that is like, we feel uncomfortable with tattoos. We don't like tattoos. And so it would not matter what you, what the tattoo was, was. Okay. And then you're going to have those that are like, no, we're okay with tattoos. And so then, then there's a much more kind of broader range of acceptance of whatever you may get. That's obviously, not saying go commit sin, right? And so, or go do sins. And I, and, and obviously, I think there's going to be another group as well who is okay with tattoos as long as they are quote-unquote Christian, right? Right. It's a Bible verse. 
it's uh in chinese yeah in chinese or or you know a pretty uh, a, a trendy one for a while was getting you know like um bible verses in in greek or in hebrew you know right. written on you and so um i so i, I so i think there's kind of going to be that camp as well and i guess for me i would say like to all camps like we've got to find a way to be gracious to one another okay and and so though paul here is telling that though like those that are that know that they have freedom to do things he's really imploring them don't just be abusive in those freedoms and don't rub it in the face of those who are trying who who feel uncomfortable with some of those freedoms and i think the challenge here again you get into cultural dynamics you know depending mm-hmm. on where you grew up there'll be certain kind of expectations I think you have generational uh, gaps at times. Right. And so I think that it, it does become a little tricky in a local community of how to navigate those worlds. So just go to another community that is cool with it. Yeah. Well, and I do think sometimes that's why you do find communities like that, right? Like, right. in other words, you'll go into a community that's got one demographic mm-hmm. and it's just all of that demographic. You know, I mean, maybe with some others kind of sprinkled in, but it's primarily mm-hmm. that one demographic. And then you have another community that's just that one demographic. And, and I think that's, I, and I, I think that's unfortunate because what it's doing is it's dividing a, a, along the line of these preferences and it's not enabling us to stay together in, as a community, even though we have differences. Has anyone said anything about me being on the podcast because I have piercings and tattoos with you or at church. Nah. Cool. Never. All right. Well, we'll stay. All right. right. Next one. Yes, sir. How much can I drink before I hurt my temple? (laughs) How much can you drink before you hurt? I mean, not like my temple because I understand when it hurts there. Okay. So you've got a revelation like my temple temple, right? Of your temple temple. Yeah. Where's Uh, God's line. Okay. And is I mean, obviously, it does hurt your temple after a while if you do it all the time. But where's that line? Where's where, the line? Is the line closer than I think it is, or is it okay. there? All right. All right. So, Romans 14, I feel like I've been here the last yep. few minutes, but verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. All right. So... That's New Testament. That's, That's not New... even Leviticus. No, it's not. So yep. what what it's saying is the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. So that's not how we determine. So in other words, it's not what you eat, it's not what you drink that determines the kingdom of God. It's okay. righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So are we free to drink? Yes. Are we free to eat? Yes. And we've and we've said before that drinking is not a sin. Right. That drunkenness is. So you know, I think probably the most it would be easy to just go, well, just do it in moderation. I think that would kind of be the easy answer. Okay. Um, but I think really it's kind of coming back to this idea of am I caring for my own body and am I caring for the people around me? So same thing as the other tattoos and piercings. I think so. And because we don't want to get into a um, – I mean, and I, and I do think the idea of caring for one's body is important. So – because I think people will use the context of 1 Corinthians 6 to say, hey, we're a temple of the Holy Spirit, therefore you need to go exercise, therefore you need to eat well. Therefore, right. I think they're missing the point on the context of that verse. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> but, but I do think that there is a reality that we have been called to care for our own bodies. Okay. Okay. So because... how much can I drink before I'm not caring for my own body? What do you think? Well, at this point, it's like, I don't know, eight. That's that's where you're at. No, no. I mean, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think in all of this, there's not like, I can't just sit there and go, you know what? Here's the limit. Okay. Right? Well, that's annoying. I know. You want, you want black and white yes. answers, don't you? Yes. Yeah. And so, can I hit it from two sides? Mm -hmm. All right. So, first of all, from just the idea of 
our own freedom and the and the way that we interact and relate to other people. Mm. Okay, um, and so I I love Paul here in Galatians chapter five verse thirteen. He says, "For you were called to be free, brothers and sisters. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love." And so. And I think this is kind of, maybe it does actually hit both of the questions, both parts. So we don't we want to use it as an opportunity just for the flesh, but to serve one another through love. And so when we get to the ideas of drinking, okay, or we get into the discussions of eating, what's, you know, because the same thing can be asked about eating. If I'm, mm-hmm. what, what am I, you know, am I eating too much, right? And I think on both of those things, like, Every individual knows, hey, when I'm crossing, first drinking, for example, when I'm crossing that limit and I'm crossing that place of where I'm not just drinking anymore for the purposes of social gathering and for the purposes of just, you know, being together and relaxing and enjoying fellowship and enjoying friends. I think we know when we've, we're, we're crossing that line and now that now that alcohol is actually beginning to have an impact on our on our own functionality. Okay. And I think that's that line there. And I think because so I'll say that's why Paul says in Ephesians chapter five that we shouldn't get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because what he's talking about is who who is who is consuming you? Who are you being moved by? Who are you being, you know, um Completely, not completely, but who are you being, you know, influenced by? And I, and so, uh, so he's saying, don't let it be with wine, let it be with the Holy Spirit. And I think that's kind of that, that part right there. Okay. And, and, and I will also say for every person, it's different for, right. Because not only in the, in the how much of drinking, but just in drinking in general. Well, the Bible needs a chart. With weight, age, ABV, <laughs> right, and ounces. Yeah, sorry, it's not happening. Actually, it should be metric. So whatever milliliters. <laughs> I don't know. And but, so it re- relates to more people. <laughs> but the my, my point in all of this is that with with think with something like drinking for somebody, drinking just one glass of anything is too much mm. because. They know that they, whether it's because they have an addictive personality, whether because they have an addictive past, whatever it may be, or it's, they're it's too much. Sixty-five pounds, or they're sixty-five pounds. That's why we need the chart. <laughs> chart. Okay, I'll let you talk to the Lord about sending a chart. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. How much weed can I smoke? How much weed can you smoke? Mm-hmm. And still respect my temple. And still respect your temple. You know, we were we were having this conversation off air a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, about it. And I think that anything that causes like alcohol mm-hmm. that causes an impact on our, on our bodies. Okay. That's, that's beginning to influence us, impair us in any way. That's, that's where things become problematic. Um, and, you know, because I, I even related this to like, you know, well, we get medication at times. Mm-hmm. And is it that changing and, you know, impacting us, influencing us in some ways? And and I think it, this is where it gets nuanced with the idea for medication in particular. Like, well, what medication pills do I actually need to be on for the sake of my, we're talking about body, for the sake of my health? Right. What is What is actually... You know, I need to be on this medication for my cholesterol or my blood pressure or whatever. Or, excuse me, you know, for a while, you know, when I had pancreatitis, you know, I, I was on pain meds every day. Sinner. <laughs> every day? Every day. Every day. It was a daily pain med I took. Shame. Shame. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're not my judge and jury here. And, uh, but... And and some people would have looked. I mean, some people actually would have had that reaction, mm-hmm. right? I didn't really. We didn't really like me, <laughs> like you. That's why you know we just don't tell many people that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And but what was interesting, I will say this: what was interesting was I didn't actually realize it. But when I came off the pain med, I realized how 
much it was impacting my emotional state. How much you loved it. <laughs> no, actually how down I'd become oh. because of it. It had just numbed me out. And um, so I wasn't feeling much of anything, mm. you know. And but then like, you know, I'd, I'd been on Oxy for eight days and by the ninth day, no pain. And I was craving it like crazy. And so I looked over at my wife and I said, you got to throw this stuff, you know, down the toilet. Like, we got to get rid of this stuff. Mm. So I know for me, like it's actually in my medical charts. Like I'm not taking Oxy. I can't have it. It's just it that did make me feel good. Mm. And um, and I was craving it even when I didn't need it, even when I was no longer in pain. And so, and I think a lot of this is variables too, but it, sometimes you're in pain, you have pain meds are there and available and that's fine. Um, and so I guess for me, it's getting back to why am I doing certain things? And is it glorifying, honoring the Lord? And is it actually healthy for me in, in my body? Right. And, and this is where, you know, when you, if you start putting this toward things like drinking or, or smoking marijuana, when I get now to, people can be like immediately, like, well, what about foods? Right. Because foods can have an impact. Foods can become addictive. That's the next question. Quit trying to skip ahead. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Am I destroying your role in this? And, um, no, that's not the next question. Yeah. But, you know. I think in all of these things, we have to just be mindful of, all right, well, what what is healthy for my body? Mm. Because that's what we're, when we're trying to honor the Lord, what he's ultimately saying is, your body's mine. Your body's mine. How can you honor me with that body? Okay. Yeah. So next question. Not at the other thing yet. Okay. Body modifications. All right. Steroids. Right. Um, breast implants. Yep. Butt implants. Yep. Penis bigger pills. Yep. Um, is that, is that, is that cool? <laughs> Foot binders. Yeah. <laughs> those neck longer things. <laughs> right. The foot ones. <laughs> okay. So, again, in all of this, mm -hmm. I think so much of it depends on... Is it needed? Okay. Okay. And is it honoring of the Lord? Is it glorifying of the Lord? You know, what's the motivations behind these things? Um, I think to a lot of things you mentioned, like, I don't, I, need, I don't need to jack myself up with steroids. I mean, because I do know that that over time is, is actually unhealthy for my body. More people might watch the podcast if we look sexier, though. <sighs> This is true. We can wear tighter clothes. This is true. Mm -hmm. This is true, but not going that route. Mm -hmm. And um, hey, I'm Pastor Joseph uh, Tillman. <laughs> the Bible says, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. Um, yeah. So I don't like steroids for me. It's, it's I no. You don't need to do it, and it's not because of this crazy ethical wrongness. It's more the. How am I caring for my body? Mm -hmm. Like, is this actually caring for my body? Yes. Okay. I may look bigger, but that doesn't, what does that mean? You know, um, or look healthier, but is it really that, you know, and, and other things, you know, I, I do want to speak to the plastic surgery part. Okay. Because sometimes it's, it's necessary, right? Right. So if, you know, if you've had, you know, breast cancer. You know, and you've had to have, you know, a mastectomy. Then the reality is you're going to have breast implants. And so just because you're having plastic surgery doesn't mean you're defiling the temple. Okay. Because I think it's a big deal to understand like what, like what the purposes of it is. What is it needed for? Okay. So sometimes there's actually like a, it's necessary medically. Okay. But that isn't necessary medically right i don't think yeah but if if we're getting down into the okay it may not okay you may say okay you don't need that medically right okay okay so let's just we don't even need it medically but for a woman that's part of her being right okay and so i think the question becomes when it's outside of that kind of context 
and we're getting breast implants. We're we're having plastic surgery on our face on our to, to make us appear younger or whatever, more attractive. Then the then I guess my question in all of that is the why. Like okay. what is the motivation behind it? Is this is this healthy for you? Is it what are you needing from this? And so I think those are the things that have to be asked. Okay. Because again, it, it, these are like secondary kind of things, right? Like I'm not going to lay down a line and say that, oh man, you, you know, you had plastic surgery, therefore you're a sinner. Like, I'm not saying that, but I would, I'd ask the questions of well, why. So say I wasn't a huge fan of my penis. Okay. And I wanted to turn it inside out. Okay. Would you support me? No. Is that cool? No. Why not? Because then at that point, we're starting to move away from the way that God designed us. What's the difference then between plastic surgery yeah. and the way because God Because if I'm going to start changing my biological features, like my like by biological, I mean my sexual organs. Okay. Then at that point we are starting to cross the line and saying God made a mistake. So if I get, if not me, if a woman got breast implants uh-huh. to make them bigger uh-huh. for to be more sexy, uh-huh. is that the same thing? I think, it, I think, it, I think, yes, that's why I was getting to the idea of motivation. Okay. I think because if you're, and again, that's why I was saying like, for what reason, for what purpose, right? Okay. But I also, and, and, and this is where maybe I should say the statement now, because there's a lot of individuals that do all kinds of things with our bodies mm-hmm. before coming to know Christ. Yeah. And, or maybe we knew Christ when we were younger. We had a period of time where we walked away and did all kinds of things, mm-hmm. you know, that we know is unhealthy and unholy with our bodies. And now we've come to know Christ. And what I don't want people is to is to walk in this sense of shame because of it. Okay. Because the reality is, is that God is a is a is a is a redeeming God of those things. And we have to trust in his ability to redeem the things that we have done that when we look back, we go, man, that was that was not that was not smart. Mm-hmm. Or I wish I had not done that. I mean, I know people who've gotten tattoos and then later on we're like, man, that was this tattoo's terrible. Like I don't I don't want this tattoo as a Christian. Some tattoos are just terrible. And some are just terrible. But you know, but specifically for those that like had something done, you know, artistically on them and they're like, Oh man, that does not represent Christ. That does not represent who I want to be now. You know, and so and yes, you can do, you know, the the cover ups and all those kind of things on them. Um and then make the modifications and that kind of stuff, or even have them quote unquote removed. But I think that I would want to make sure everyone knew that like when we're coming into this kind of discussion, like there's no shit, like you are where you are. Mm. Right. So now let's try to become informed biblically. Okay. On, on what, on what actually is being said and how we're going to handle things going forward. Okay. Because I think so often we actually don't know what scripture says, right? Like for the people are just like, well, it says in scripture, don't have tattoos. Okay. okay, It does say that, but what's the context of it? Mm. And does that apply to us today? And so I think there's a lot of these kind of, um, or, you know, Hey, your body's a temple. Therefore you need to exercise every day. That's, that's not actually what the, what it's saying there. But do I think that exercising on a regular basis to be healthy is good? Yeah, sure, right? But I, and that's where I'm saying I think we just have to have a more nuanced approach to all of this. So no to inside-out penises. No to that. How fat can I be before I'm hurting my temple? Okay, how fat can you be before mm-hmm. you're hurting your temple? If all you right. haven't noticed, I want hard lines on all these questions, <laughs> you and are- you're not giving any of them. <laughs> very you're like you can smoke a little weed as long as you do it for jesus and i'm like (laughs) no hold on how much weed (laughs) i don't think i said that okay well you said something similar (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. To be very clear, I'm not wanting people to walk around just smoking weed and mm-hmm. going, well, I'm doing it for Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm wanting. All right. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> How fat can you be before you're hurting your temple? Mm-hmm. All right. I mentioned this just a second ago, but healthy, be healthy. Okay. All right. Um, Health, and Healthy fat. <laughs> well, you know, actually skinny doesn't mean healthy. Right. Right. I mean, I I was insanely skinny during my time of pancreatitis and I was not healthy at all, you know, I, but I couldn't eat. So therefore, I was really thin. Um, and so whether it's so like an illness that makes one, you know, thin or whether it's eating disorders that makes one thin, like so I don't want skinny to be the measurement of body health. OK. All right. Um. And also, being a bit overweight overweight doesn't mean one is just fat, okay? Um, I think, again, you're looking for things like, what is your blood pressure? What is cholesterol, right? Blood sugar levels and et cetera. And Bible needs more charts. <laughs> I think so much of this matters, like, just being healthy. And I think that's what Paul is talking about in here is, you know, the, the sense of, okay, the body is the Lord. So I do want the body that the Lord has given me to be healthy. So I, I know that I need to do certain things to, to, to ensure that quote unquote, but also I know that things like genetics plays a part in all of this, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I know that, you know, and then sometimes we, we get illnesses and diseases that have has no bearing on what we've done. You know, you can be the most healthy person in the world and get cancer, you know? So there's there's limits to what we can control, actually, with our body. But I do think there's a sense of, all right, we do need to be healthy. We do need to do things to ensure that we are healthy. So when you're asking how fat is too fat, I, what I guess I'm kind of coming back at you with is, well, are you, what does your health look like? You know, and not just what your appearance looks like is what I'm getting to. Not what does your health look like? And again, some of that's genetic and some of that is what we can't control. Okay. What about too skinny? Oh yeah. You, you can, you can get too skinny. Okay. And, and again, I think if it's out because and I think that's where like eating disorders, mm-hmm. you know, or, and sometimes it's not just a quote unquote eating disorder. Like it's not just straight up, you know, um, anorexic in the sense of I'm or, or bulimia that I'm doing something to cause myself. It's just, I had this idea, this picture in my head of what I should look like. And I'm never quite satisfied. Mm. So I always think I need to be a little skinnier than, than I am. And that is, and so that, and that's more of a, not just an eating disorder, although it, plays itself out that way in the mm. sense of or I'm going to eat less to try to gain this ideal that I have in my mind of what I should look like but it, there's also something going on in the way that I value myself so my own mental and emotional health is is in jeopardy if I'm if you know saying it that way because I do think we can get too thin I think we can get where we are and and sometimes I don't know if you've met people like they're just addicted to exercising they're addicted to working out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can look at me and you're like, wow, you've gotten way too thin. And so I do think there is a sense of, yeah, you're you're too thin. And, and then so much of this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It, it's cultural, too. Okay. We have in, in America kind of a view of skinny and healthy and fat and overweight. Yeah, you know, we have these ideas in our heads about those things, but that really changes depending on where you are in the world. Okay. Yeah. And where there's not a sense of overweight being bad. Um, and where there is a sense of even like what we might consider kind of the, 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 the normal here can even be viewed as too skinny in another culture, you know? So there's, Mm. you have those dynamics at play culturally as well. And that's why I'm saying it's it really has to be about health. Well, we have a lot more questions that I have about this topic. All right. For next week. Cool. Like, like, uh, let me see. 
can I go skydiving and can I get too jacked and medical technology, stuff right. like that. So uh, this has been the winner of this podcast. You can find the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This Podcast. You can find the podcast on Twitter and locals at When I Heard This. Um, I, Patreon, $5. Uh, I am on Facebook and Instagram at Nate Robinsoff. And Joseph is on Instagram at RevJoT. This has been the winner of this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.